welcome to The Happy Writer, a show about creating and sustaining a long-term author career. My name is Patty Jansen, writer of science fiction and fantasy. I've published independently since 2011. This show covers motivation, diversification, learning new skills and your place in your career. Come on in and be happy. Episode 35 of The Happy Writer, I'm going to talk about improving as a writer. Of course, this is a very big subject and there is no way that one short episode is going to do it any justice. But I want to give you some pointers because I think it is important stuff that gets forgotten in the rush to publication. I started writing in 2003 and at that time submitting a manuscript to a traditional publisher was the only route we had to publication. We had to try very hard to find an agent first, and if anything, finding an agent who was actually going to actively bat for your work was even harder than finding a publisher. You had to impress people and make them fall in love with your manuscript to the extent that they would shop it around and engage publishers into bidding wars and all that kind of stuff. With the advent of self-publishing, all that went by the wayside, which has been enormously liberating. But there is one step that I think was extremely helpful to those of us who got started early in self-publishing. By the time the dam broke and many of us were putting up our manuscripts that had been shopped to traditional publishers, we had honed our craft and worked on these manuscripts for years Very often I wonder whether when people say that it was much easier to find success in 2009, part of it was caused by the fact that the quality of the manuscripts for sale was generally more refined. I hesitate to say better because I don't think it's about that at all, but just as you don't expect to pick up an instrument and walk into a symphony orchestra, wait, When you start writing, you can actually just bang out a story and put it up on Amazon. The bar to entry is incredibly low. Selling and delivering a satisfying story to the reader, however, well, that is another matter. And this can also mean that a couple of years or even a couple of months after publication, the same writer turns around and goes, oops, maybe I should have learned to write first, and then has to back-engineer a writing style onto some books that have already been published. You even see people do a crash and burn, delete all their previous books and start over under a new pen name when they realize the mistakes they have made. Well, actually, that's another word I don't like. Mistakes. As a writer, you're trying to engage the reader. Let's not forget that. You're not trying to satisfy an ideal of a creative writing coach or meet the standard of some kind of literati. You're trying to engage the reader. Well, of course. But why am I saying this? It is because if you're looking to improve your writing and increase sales, you have to improve your writing in a way that it actually increases your sales. And to this end, there is a kind of hierarchy. In a previous episode, I have already spoken about the premise of your book. This is the one-liner, the very thing your book is going to be about, the elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it. It is what you would say when you describe your book in a one-line sentence. It's also about the reader experience. 
What do you want your readers to engage with when they pick up your book? Often it is that readers want to get lost in a world that they enjoy. That is why people like series. If Harry Potter was just about fighting Voldemort without all the setting details about the school and the magic and the concept of learning magic, it would be just another good versus evil story. People kept coming back for the funny spells and the evil teachers and learning new things about magic. Avatar is just a story where the native population defeats the invaders. Stories like this get told all the time. It's also highly relatable. We see this sort of story played out all the time in the suburbs when local residents band together to fight off development plans. But the reason people flocked to Avatar was the gorgeous scenery. It's been said that there are only seven basic story types, man against man, man against nature, man against society, and things like that. Most stories fit into one of those. Improving your writing will include determining the subject, the premise, the world, and the concept of your next book. You need to get skilled at picking something that your audience is likely to like. How do you know this? Well, you could start by simply reading the bestsellers in your genre. What makes those books tick? Look at themes in popular movies and shows. Rework them so that they both fit the story you have in mind and remain grounded in the expectations of the genre. When I submitted to agents, they would often lament on their blogs that authors didn't know the genre they were writing in. They didn't know where their book fitted and wrote stuff with heavily outdated concept. Oh, but I like those stories, authors would say. Fair enough, but I guess you're listening because you like to improve your craft. This is how. Write something that doesn't feel like the badly dated stories of times past. Use a premise that fits the genre. Learn what the current version of the genre looks like. Next important is the plot, the characters, and whether the story has a satisfying ending. I would absolutely read some books on plot and plotting and writing engaging characters. It is extremely important that the characters are relatable and that they do believable things and that the book has a clear plot that comes to a satisfying ending. One thing that determines whether or not people will read the next book in the series is how much the ending of the previous book enticed them to read. How do you learn plot? Again, by reading bestsellers in your genre. Don't look for things that you think don't work. Look for reasons why the book sells well. Creative writing groups and courses don't often spend a lot of interactive time on plot. This is by necessity because a tutor can't read and comment on 20 novels. Even if you hire a paid beta reader, it will represent only one person's viewpoint. You might be able to get more comments by taking your work to a writing group. As added benefit, you'll get to critique other novels, and this is actually where you will learn the most. We're often too much in love with our own works to spot the inconsistencies and plot holes. We don't see how things may have been inadequately described or over-explained. But if you become a better reader for someone else, that's when this stuff becomes obvious. It may make you realize that, oops, I have done this myself. 
A novel is 60,000 to 80,000 words long and takes a long time to write, especially if it's your first one. It takes less long, but still some time, to read and comment on another author's work, and longer still to implement changes you want to make after someone has commented on the structure of your story. Don't rush this process. Read about plot, dissect popular books and movies, and take the time to let one or more people read your work and comment on it. Bonus points if these are qualified people. But if you're using fellow writers, the process may take longer, but you will learn from reading their work in turn. Just make sure you don't end up revising merely to please them. Show them the work once, aggregate their comments and move on. Don't take it back to them for their approval. Ultimately, plot is something you are probably going to have to learn yourself. You can employ a paid beta reader, but that will only give you one person's viewpoint. As to whether or not that is going to make the book sell any better is another question. This is also one of the frustrating things about learning to write. You can think a revision makes for a better book, but that doesn't guarantee better sales. In a different episode, I have already said that I didn't think that there is much value in rewriting a book you have already published. You're much better off taking your new skills to a new book. So when planning a next work, focus your attention on developing interesting character arcs and make sure that all the major plot points are closed by the end of the book. You can, of course, leave storylines open if it is clear there will be another book in the series. At the bottom of what makes you a better writer, I would judge that stuff that normally goes into creative writing courses. If you venture into a writing group, and I recommend that you do this, I bet that you will see lots of emphasis on writing craft and line editing. There will be lists of words that you shouldn't use and exhortations not to use passive language or adverbs or stuff like that. All this stuff has a function, but in the scheme of things, it's not half as important as people would like it to be. Wouldn't it be easy that if you deleted all instances of passive tense from your books, that it would become a bestseller? It's just a lot easier and less time-consuming to critique than the big plot stuff. That's not to say that such little stuff is not important at all because it's totally possible to drown a manuscript in filler language to the extent where the reader just gives up, or be so unclear about what is happening or why that it's impossible to follow the story. Also, if the book is absolutely riddled with homophones and blatant errors, the reader will just give up. But when you get into detail like this, It is important to remember the main reasons why people get hung up about these details, and this can be described in a number of ways. I always like to use the set of three writing commandments. Don't bore the reader, don't confuse the reader, and don't annoy the reader. Others classify it as the five W's. What, why, when, where, and who. What happens? Why is it happening? Like, why do you need it in your book? Why is the reader reading about this? Who is it about? Like, who is the main character in the scene and who has the most to lose? Then, where is it set and when is it set? It's quite easy to lose connection with your settings once you start describing things 
and bury the story in pure word salad. Those are the questions that dictate our scenes. So, knowing that striking out every instance of passive tense or the word that or something is not going to make your book a bestseller, it is also not a stupid idea to move into the circles of creative writing at this level. It stops you writing long and convoluted sentences that you only have to edit later, but don't get carried away. If you want to continue to learn, a number of different options are open to you. You can do courses, but make sure that you check the background of the person giving the course. Make sure that you check what it is they teach and where they're coming from. You can use books, and if you ask around in writing groups, there will be a number of writing books that people recommend. I will put a number of them in the show notes. You can also use a paid editor and beta readers. You can either pay these people or you can source a group of writers from one of the online writing workshops. It's much cheaper, but will probably take longer, and will probably even teach you more than just paying someone to solve this problem for you. What is definitely not helpful is to try to rush this process. You should commit to learning as a lifelong goal. The perfect book does not exist. It may well be that one of the premises you come up with early in your career has so much success that no matter how much learning you do, you will never again write something that sells as well. It's frustrating, but it happens. We are terrible judges of our own efforts. Even publishers cannot predict which book is going to take off. But we are not really in the business of creating bestsellers. We are in the business of creating a catalogue where, when a reader enjoys one book, they will buy all the rest. For this, you should concentrate on learning to create engaging plots, engaging characters, and a world that people want to come back to. You should do this in a language that communicates well for the audience. It is enormously personal what attracts people to a book, but a solid understanding of prose, plot, and an interesting premise will help you get there. So those are my thoughts about becoming a better writer. In the next episode, I will talk about whether a one-star review sinks your book. Thank you for listening to The Happy Writer Show. Check out links and information about other episodes on my website at pattyjansen.com, where you can also find out about my books. You can support me by subscribing to the show or on Patreon at patreon.com slash Jansen.